Hello. Hi, everyone. Um, this is a, a podcast. <laughs> this is a, a, a podcast hosted by two sisters who retell people's strange and paranormal experiences. It's called I Have a Strange Story. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! Yeah, I was uh, mixing it up with how I say hello because I was actually thinking, like, what if that's the one thing when people hear me say hello mm-hmm. that they quit listening <laughs> immediately? <laughs> wow, I hope that they were, like, I didn't like that greeting <laughs> click. Yeah, and they're, like, done. Yeah, that's why we got we're that one-star review. It is. They just listened to my voice and they couldn't take it. <laughs> well, that threw everything off. I know. It really messed me up. I don't think I can do that again. Okay. Um, I'm Rebecca, by the way. Oh, yeah. You know, welcome to the show. <laughs> um, so I have somebody joining me today. Okay. I have um, Gozer is back. Hi, Gozer. He demanded to be in the show. He actually was yelling at me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, do we have any announcements? Anything to talk about? Uh, I just have one thing. Uh, okay. I don't know why that happened. Uh, I made a video. Oh. Yeah, for our YouTube channel. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have a YouTube channel and there's not much on it. Um, Lindsay had created this YouTube cha- YouTube channel a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the only thing that I did was I down, uh, I put some of our episodes on there. I think I put like one through five or something. Um, but you know, YouTube is a visual experience and, uh, there's nothing really that you experience from our podcast except for our logo in a static, uh, position yeah. with us talking. So, so I created a little video. Um, it's cute. Hopefully you think it's cute. Um, I did it like four times to get it right. And Aww. I know, and uh, I hopefully it's going to be something that I do um, every week. I wanted to do it on Friday. I didn't have the the time or the energy, yeah, to do it. Um, yeah. But so yeah, so hopefully it'll come out on Fridays. Today, it's going to come out on Saturday. This might be out on Saturday or Sunday. I don't know. I mean, even just recording takes a lot. Oh, my God. I have another dog crying. Yeah. So that's the thing that happens, too, is that (laughs) we get dogs barking. Cats meowing. Monkeys clapping. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. And uh, that's all I got. So um, I'll post that on our Facebook channel. Facebook channel, Jesus Christ! I'll post yeah. that. Yeah, you know, right. I'll post post that on uh, Facebook and uh, I'll no. post it on YouTube. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant <laughs> okay. I get it now. Okay. <laughs> All okay. right. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I have. I do have an announcement oh, too. Cool. So, um, you know, you and I aren't professionals at anything. That I mean, I guess. You know, you know animal shit, and I know, like, disability shit, but... We've got our jobs. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, there's some things that we talk about that we, you know, certainly are not experts on. Somebody had reached out to me 
And I, and one of our last shows, and I, I didn't go back and listen. I, I was trying to figure out when we said it, but one of us had used a term, um, that apparently isn't the best term to use. And one of us said, uh, committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And somebody had reached out to me, one of our listeners and explained that that's not the best term to use when speaking about suicide, that it kind of like, it criminalizes the act. Right. Like, if you think about it, people say you committed a crime, you committed murder. You committed... You know, those... What... Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I get it. Like, that makes sense. And so, they had said that we should say things like completed suicide or attempted suicide. Yes. So that it doesn't have, like, a negative connotation. And that, like, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm glad that, um, you know, that person pointed that out to us. um, Because I think it is important to... uh, for the language that we used not to point it out as this is something bad, like right. people are going through their own shit and they do things and, and they're doing what's best for them at the time. And, uh, it's not a, it's, that doesn't seem like a crime to me. I think right. that you and I have both spoken about it. It's something that people go through and you know, it's, 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 it's a way out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that they pointed that, that out to us. Um, it's kind of a mind fuck for me because after you sent me that text message, I was, I I got in the shower and I was like, okay, <laughs> I need to train my brain to not say. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is I didn't even remember saying it. Well, because it's just a thing that um, is yeah. is normal. Is that right? That's what we say. Yeah. So I mean, but I get it, and I'm I'm not that way with everything, but like, there's certain certain words that people use them. Um, I silently judge them. So <laughs> I don't always say something. Sometimes I do, but you know, what sure. else? I get it. And, um, so, you know, we appreciate that. Yeah. And we thought, I thought I would take the opportunity for maybe other people to learn I think that's that good. we learned that they learned that we know that they know. And skinwalkers are that. out to get you. Yes. Right. Um, did I have something else I was going to say? Yeah. You have a thing that you're going to do. Oh Yeah. Um, so next week I'm getting, um, my cards read (laughs) like I'm getting my fortune told. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm paying someone. (laughs) Diggity damn. Yeah. And she lets you record it. So I may share some of that information with everyone, depending on what she says, you know, it could be a really awful experience for me. What I like is she has a disclaimer up and she says like, don't come under the influence of anything and I was like because <laughs> like, I was like maybe I'll have a few drinks before I go but I guess that's a bad idea oh. I don't think that she knows that I'm a little more open once I've had drinks um sh- I think that maybe she does know that I think that it probably everybody does know that but maybe oh. it's because she wants you to um to understand what she's talking to you about and to be pure. Well, I've got something to say. I'm never going to be fucking pure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody's asking you to be pure. That ship has fucking sailed. Gone by girl. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Gone girl. (laughs) That's a good movie. (laughs) It is. I had my friend watch it and, um, she was watching with her husband and he was like, who the fuck told you to watch this movie? (laughs) (laughs) And they wanted to turn it off because they thought it was so... I was like, she's a genius. I fucking love her. Oh. She is. She's a smart woman. Anyways, on with the show. And on we go. So we're on episode 41. Gozer is going to bark 41 times. 
Jesus Christ, come here. Um, so I have a story. I have actually two stories for you today. Uh, okay. Yeah. This comes from my very good friend, Cindy. We have talked about her before on the show. She has, um, she has given us permission to retell several of her stories. She's, I just, I just can't get enough of it. She's a badass chick. Um, and <laughs> she has a cool Etsy shop called Cemetery Cat. Um, so go check that out. It's cool, unique um, antique jewelry. Um, and also some handmade stuff in there, too. So shout out to Cemetery Cat on Etsy, a.k.a. Cindy. So Cindy, um, this happened probably in the late 80s. Cindy's friend, Alexa, uh, her mom was in the hospital, in, in hospice. And um, Alexa was needing to get away. She's, she was like, the hospice was kind of getting to her. And I think that there's probably, you know... You want to be there, but you can't be fully mentally there if you can't recharge. So she said, we need to get away. And so she and her friends, um, actually her coven, she and her coven decided to take a trip to, um, to the mountains that was just above San Diego. And they invited Cindy to go with them. Okay. Yeah. And Cindy said... Um, they got to the place where they were going to hang out. She said it was beautiful. Um, she had just an amazing time there. And, you know, she she really liked all the people that she was hanging out with. And and her friend Alexa was starting to feel recharged again. So one night um, while they were there, the moon was full. And they decided to do a releasing ritual for... Alexa's mom. So they built a fire and they said that they, uh, well, I don't know how the ritual went, but I'll just tell you what Cindy started to feel. So she said that there was this amazing energy that was like, it was coming from the fire. And she says, as the fire burned brighter, it seemed to grow stronger. Mm -hmm. She felt, uh, spirit animal presences, uh, Wait a second. She felt spirit animal presence all around her. Okay. It's almost like she felt them moving around her. And she said it was an amazing just wave of energy as the fire got brighter. But then all of a sudden, the fire rose up to almost eight feet tall. Ooh. Yeah. And as soon as that did, it was just like this this amazing rush of energy just washed over her and she says as soon as it rose up it rose back down and that feeling was gone it's like it had died with the fire oh she's never felt like anything like that before but she did say it felt like alexa's mom was letting go she just had that feeling so of course they returned home the next day and uh Alexa was informed that her mom had passed away. Um, She passed away at midnight, um, the night that they performed the ceremony. Yeah. She said that uh, she's never felt anything like that again. Um, And it was beautiful and it was bittersweet. Of course. Yeah. Mm. That's really nice. What a nice um, experience to have. I wonder how you feel spirit animals. Like, I wonder what that feels like. Oh, yeah, I should ask Cindy. 
Yeah, because, I mean, does it feel like you have a bunch of chihuahuas (laughs) (laughs) surrounding you, like licking? Because mine like to lick my feet or they want to try to lick my feet and, you know. Man, if I had a spirit animal that licked my feet, I would, I'd probably burn some sage. Be like, (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I want to burn sage just from them wanting to lick my feet. I don't know what the fuck that's about, but I've had it. I've had it. Done. (laughs) Dogs are gross, but I love them. I know. They are gross. Yeah. Uh, So I have the second story up and ready if you want to hear this. Yes. So this one is also about Cindy. So um, this experience was with Cindy's father. Um, her father, she was very close to her father and he came, he became very sick and was dying of liver cancer. Hmm. So she had a job in repertory theater for the past couple of years. Uh, but then she got a job that was offered in North California. So she didn't want to go, but her father insisted. He was like, you need to take this job. And she didn't want to leave him because she Mm -hmm. was just afraid that he wasn't going to survive. But he insisted and she took the job. And so she's up there for a while. And about the time that the job was about to end in North California, her sister called her and she's like, hey, dad's not doing well. You need to come home. So Cindy dropped everything and she drove to her sister's house and she was just confident that she was going to see her dad. She was going to be able to say goodbye. Um, so she rushed to her sister's house. She, she picked up her sister and drove straight to hospice. Uh, mm-hmm. So on the way there though, she started having like, she started smelling flowers, she said. And at first she was like, okay, well that's weird. Um, maybe it's just something that we're passing um, but as they drove closer to hospice, the, the, the strong became, the, the smell was getting stronger. And she was asking her sister, do you smell that? It smells like flowers. And her sister's like, I don't smell anything, dude. And she just kind of looked at her and was kind of like, well, you're kind of crazy. What's going on here? And so this, the smell got stronger, um, obviously, so strong that she rolled down her windows she was like, it's just overpowering and too much. So they arrived at hospice and they walked into um, the waiting room. And she says that the room was filled with flowers. Um. She said it was, it, was, it, it was just so many flowers. Um, and it was the type of flower that she could smell in her car. Yeah. But when she got inside, she had no sense of smell. Like it was gone. She turned to her sister and she said, dad's dead. And as soon as she said that, her stepmom came out and announced, you know, their father had died. Um, So a couple years after that, um, about three or four years later, um, Cindy was working at the uh, Old Globe uh, in I guess it's a theater Old Globe Theater in, yeah it must be um, in San Diego as a stage manager and she said uh-huh. this was an exhausting job she said that she was coming home just so tired all the time she was napping on her couch and um, so this happened one day she fell asleep on her couch 
and she wakes up to see her father walking out of her bedroom. He came in, and he sat on the edge of her couch and told her it was time for him to leave and that she was doing okay. He said he had places to be and to please get along with her siblings and to watch over her mom. (gasps) She said he looked happy and he smiled. And then he stood up and walked back into her bedroom. So Cindy, like, couldn't believe her eyes. She leapt up. She ran to her bedroom. And nobody was there. Except her cat that was on her bed. She says she was fully awake whenever she, this happened. She's sure of it. Um, she's never had um, any dreams of our father after that. And uh, that was... That was it. <laughs> Dude, so he hung around yeah. to, for a few years for unfinished business. I wonder if it was just to watch over his family. It could have been. Like, he was... It, Cindy said that they were very close, so... Well, I mean, it sounds like it, because he even said to her, you're doing okay. I know. That's so sweet. It is a sweet story. Yeah. So... I'm sorry that she's lost her father. Me too. And I appreciate that story being shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Cindy, for both of those stories. Uh, check her out, you guys. Yeah. I also have a question. Does she know that I'm an actress? <laughs> <laughs> She does now. Because, yeah, because like I am a I mean, I can move anywhere <laughs> at this point. And if I need to fulfill my like acting, I think I should. I never got to pursue it. Well, I think it's time. Well, I don't think she's in that business anymore. <laughs> well, then fuck it. I guess not. <laughs> so, maybe next time. But I'm just trying to live my best life. Look, you guys, if you need any actresses, or actors, however you want Lindsay to be identified as. Yeah. You can reach her at... (laughs) (laughs) I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Oh, good. I was about to give them your phone number. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have my number memorized? No. I have yours memorized. Like, if I go to jail, you're the number I'm calling. Then I'd be like, you better get in touch with people here. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. I'll be there. Do you have any of my friends' numbers? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good. All right. Well, I'm glad that we got that settled. All right. Well, I have a story. All right. So last time I did a near-death experience, but it was it was more of the astral projection. Mm-hmm. Right? So this, I'm going to do a near-death experience with no astral projection. Well, that's different. <laughs> I know. It's for episode 41. I have it written down. (laughs) Anyways, this took place a few years ago. Um, This person had just graduated and they were about to start a new job. So they went on vacation with their family ahead of time. You know, got to start fresh and relaxed. So you go on a vacation with your entire family to get that way. Zero stress. So, yep, no stress. So, um, she got, uh, or she or he, I don't know um, if it's a male or female. Anyways, they got a cold that was really bad while they were there. Um, there was a really, really heavy cough that was involved with it, and it just got worse, and it wouldn't go away. And this is while she's there on vacation, so that kind of sucks. 
Um, yeah, so they were there. Don't you dare. Sorry, there is a cat. Nope. God. Okay, sorry. I had to throw that cat off the table. Um, so... A few days in, not only was the person sick, but they think that they got pretty bad food poisoning. Um, it's the worst that this person has ever felt. They've never felt this sick before in their lives. So uh, the, their mother had come into the hotel room and gave them meds and then left. And this person just doesn't think anybody understood like how bad this feeling was for them. Um, so they went from vomiting to also like just fucking god-awful diarrhea. No. I know. And on top of this, the cold was still there. So this person is vomiting and shitting their life out. And then they also have this really, really heavy, like awful cough. Um, and then eventually they felt really dehydrated. Um, and they literally had to like crawl to the bathroom to get in the shower because they felt dirty and they, they needed to rinse off. Um, and then like crawled back to the bed and laid in bed with the wet towel and then couldn't even sleep. Just laid there all night due to the cough. This person couldn't sleep. Um, eventually, this person felt like they needed to breathe, but they just felt like they couldn't. And every time they tried to take a breath, they would start coughing really bad. Um, they started to feel extremely weak, and they couldn't get a good cough in so that they could breathe. So as this is happening, they're laying in bed in this wet towel. They looked down in front of them and they saw what they're describing as an angel. They said that it was a man that was dressed in all white and that he was just watching them. They described this person as a guardian angel. Um, and eventually they felt a swarm of angels that were wrapped around them. And they said that it felt like the angels literally entered the, this person's body to breathe for them. Um, and that they gave them a ton of strength. So all of the angels were described as they had different faces, the different expressions, different voices, different personalities. Um, they all looked like people. They were all dressed in white and they were all talking to each other um, and, to, and to this person. And they kept telling them it's going to be okay to hold on, that you're strong and you're going to get through the night. Um, and then there was one angel in particular that had like this really big personality is what they said. Um, and that they were the biggest cheerleader for them. Aww. Cheering them on saying, you can do this, you're going to make it. And that it started talking to one of the other angels, which was a male and that they were planning a party for this person. So they were planning a party for if this person died. <laughs> oh. So they were going to have a party for them if they died. But you know, this person described the same feelings that we've talked about before of just feeling like they didn't know these people, but they felt so protected and at home. Um, and that there wasn't any fear, basically, that they felt fine going to be with these people. Um, and basically, they said that they knew that they weren't alone that night, that they had all of these angels around them, and that they had a choice if they could go or they could stay, and that they chose to stay. Um, they actually believed that all of these people or all these guardian angels who were around them were from other lives maybe that they had had. They were friends and families. Um, so, and that 
possibly that this, these people were their spirit guides. Um, didn't recognize any of them. And the next day, the person felt 100% better. They still had a cough, mm-hmm. but they still, you know, felt a lot better. That's amazing. I know. And so we haven't talked about angels, about guardian angels. But there is one thing that I picked out of this story was the spirit guide. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't really know what a spirit guide was. So I was going to talk a little bit about that. So spirit guides come from Western, like, spiritualism. And I, what I read is that it's the disincarnate spirit to guide or protect living incarnated human body. Okay. Is that right? Okay. Is disincarnate right? I don't know. An incarnated human body? Anyways, then I was like, what the fuck is a disincarnate and incarnated? <laughs> so an, an incarnated person is basically, um, it literally means like embodied in flesh. So it's a person. Okay. Okay. And it usually means like you came from the heavens as a person or whatevs. So a disincarnate is a person who, um, it's, it's a human figure, but they're not a flesh. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then reincarnate means you're going back to human flesh or whatever. Going back to that flesh. Going back to the meat bag. Yep. And so it says not, oh, wait. Oh, okay. So the spirit guide is not always of human descent. Um, some of them live as energy or as uh, light, like rays um, or spheres. Some have lived many lives um, and they've like repaid back their uh, karmic death or debt, sorry, and they're advanced beyond the reincarnate. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so I think there were some other stories that we've read in the past where people have talked about uh, near-death experiences and seeing, like, these glowing spheres Mm -hmm. that led them. And so those would be spirit guides. And, I mean, if we just think about it, those are people that, like, their karma's good, man. (laughs) They get to leave and be fucking done with this shit bag of a world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so that's... My near-death uh, experience story. Thank you for sharing. That's awesome. Spirit guides are, are pretty interesting. Um, so I, I'm i glad that you explained um, kind of where they come from or where, you know, their background a little bit. Um, I have... I From what I understand, you can... Um, like call upon your spirit guides and become kind what? of friendly with them. Yeah. So of course it involves like meditation, relaxation, um, opening your mind to these certain things, but there are uh, guided meditations um, that will help lead you to your spirit guide. Where are they going to guide you? I mean, are they going to guide you just like, you know, no. So it's like, uh, it's death or so a lot <laughs> of modern um, witches, um, uh-huh. have spirit guides or they like to, to meet their spirit guides. And um, it's not just witches. It, I think it can be any person, but um, what they, what they'll do with a spirit guide is they'll consult their, their, their guides about like how to, um, how to g- go forth with projects in their life. Um, if they're a healer of some sort, like a psychic healer, they'll have their spirit guides there to help them um, heal other people and themselves. 
So I want to have a pretty strongly worded conversation with my spirit guide. <laughs> well, maybe I'll, I'm going to write him a letter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, get those sunglasses, puff up the hair in the back. I know. I need to ask. I need to talk to the manager of all these. Yeah. Excuse spirit guides. Exactly. Huh. Um, yeah. So if if that's something that you're interested in, um, there is. There's a lot of self-guided meditation um, out there. You can find it on YouTube. You might even be able to find it on like podcasts. I've had a couple of self-guided medica- meditations to help me sleep. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so look into that. And then you can meet your spirit guide and be like, what the fuck? Excuse me, I have something to say to you. Probably your spirit guy, your spirit guide's like, bitch, you didn't listen to me. <laughs> My spirit guide is probably like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> I've done all of this to you on purpose. Oh, I don't think because you're so. a fucking nightmare. I don't think I don't think that they hate you, and maybe oh, okay. they don't guide you unless you ask them to. I don't know how that well, works. We I need some somebody. fucking guidance, please. <laughs> Can somebody? We're calling upon spirits to guide Lindsay. Please. We are gathered here today for you to guide me through this thing called life. Oh, very good. Yes. And I have another announcement. I've been wearing my Invisalign this entire show. Holy crap. Nobody even noticed. Could you hear it? No. Rebecca. No. no? I couldn't. I can talk like a normal person. Good for you. With these things in now. I, I hear a lisp. I'm surprised you don't hear it. Nah. Oh, all right. Nah. Wow. I mean, do you have any questions, concerns? <laughs> about your is Invisalign? There... No, just in general about the show. Or are we like... Do you want me to give you some feedback? Wrapping this bitch up. We can do that offline. No, I think we'll I'm going to give you some feedback right now. Hand and glove together. I don't like that. That's what people say in the state. I work for the state. And they say things like, we're going to talk about that offline. Uh-huh. Like if you're in a meeting. Oh, yeah. Or they'll say, can we put that in the parking lot? And you're like, where the fuck is the parking lot? Like, <laughs> <laughs> or they say, like, let's work hand in glove to work through this. And I'm like, what just what like is, a Mario Brothers glove? I don't know. I wish I could think of some of the other things that people say. I mean, you just hear it repeated very often. And the, like the hand in glove really sticks with me. And speaking offline, you know. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like that hand and glove thing. That makes me a little uncomfortable. It's kind of creepy, right? It is a little creepy. How about we just work together, friend? How about, yeah, you don't have to give me any type of weird reference about <laughs> putting a piece of clothing on a naked body part. Right? And we we collaborate a lot together. We're always collaborating. Oh, yes. I think <laughs> next time, Lindsay, you should bring bring this up. <laughs> How about we penis and condom that? <laughs> How about we dental damn vagina this? Woo, <laughs> we're so funny. Bring all this humor up at the office, you guys. It'll go over oh. well in your next meeting. Let's just penis and condom this, okay? <laughs> Oh, man, that's good. Good times. Anywho. Yeah. Anyways. That's all I got today. Me too. I think it's kind of a a short little show today. A a cute little little short show. show. (laughs) A little shorty. A little short, short show show. 
Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I guess if you know, if you want us to read your story, uh, we would be more than happy to. And you can email those to us at I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Subscribe, uh, rate and review us. If you um, rate and review us and just a snapshot of that, email it to us with your mailing address and we will mail you some stickers. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we have a P.O. box. Jesus. It's like I haven't done this before. Um, if you mm-hmm. would like to mail us your story or anything that you think uh, would be helpful. Or mm-hmm. not helpful, or you just want to stick something in the mail with a stamp on it because you forgot how yeah. to mail something. Uh, mail it to P.O. Box 2292, Georgetown, Texas. That's G-E-O-R-G-E-T-O-W-N 78627. Mm-hmm. 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 And that's it, bitches. Yeah. Peace out. <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>